Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Let Me Tell You in the podcast. It is Wista. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the shit that I want to talk about, not what you want to talk about, because if we talk about what you want to talk about, you'd be here, but you're not fucking here. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are an OG, you're part of the Wista gang, welcome back. Secret admirers, welcome back and please reveal yourself. And if you think I'm talking shit about you, I probably am. That's why you summoned yourself to come here. Okay, you guys, Um, I know I'm supposed to post an episode last week but life happened okay i feel like sometimes when you make content sometimes people need to forget that you have a life outside of your content for a certain example i get it we do see people who are becoming content creators and influencers content revolves around their lives but also some of us some of us got day jobs and then also shit happens that's just natural what it is last week was just oh the energies was just off for me and you guys know me I'm not going to come here with a low vibrational mood because then I go on a rant and then I just sound like a fucking hot mess. So we're not going to do that. But like I said, we're back, back to Tuesdays. I think closer to like May, I'll start putting out episodes Mondays weekly. Just I feel like Mondays is just a nice way to start your week. Why not start your Monday with me? What's the, (laughs) wow, that sounded so narcissistic. I know it did. But let's get on to life updates. Um, I did promise I was going to tell you guys about the New York Auto Show. So if you guys don't know, I work in PR and marketing and one of my clients is a very popular auto company. I'm going to say this to give you a hint. Construction workers use it and their slogan has to do with tough. That's what I'm going to give you. And they are the pioneers of creating vehicles in the USA. So good luck finding that out. But I got to go to the New York Auto Show at the Javits Center. It was definitely interesting and fun to see because it's like my second time at the New York Auto Show. I'm gonna say this, ladies. All the men be at the auto show. All the fine men with jobs, they have the auto show. They all there. Especially on the media days. They all there. The amount of niggas I met that day and numbers I... Let me not not tell my business and my love life. I don't talk about my love life on this show. But I'm gonna say is, ladies, y'all need to find a way to get into like the media days at the auto shows. That's where... That's that's where it's at. But um other than that, it was definitely nice to see like some of the vehicles. The only thing is, you guys, one of the motherfuckers at Lexus got me. You see, I was just looking at a car. You know, I was just looking at a car. This dude pulls up on me. You know, I say like six two, chocolate skin, nice fade, in a suit. Oh my god, you guys. When I tell you I booked a test drive for a hundred thousand dollar lexus i was like damn <clears throat> fuck so i will be test driving that car you know what maybe that's maybe that's some manifestation for me i don't know what it is but i definitely had fun and this was like my first time going by myself because like i told you guys my job so many people are like leaving the agency although it's a it's one of the top agencies in pr marketing in the world one of our clients is like a very popular like tech company but still people are leaving so like I was the only one from my team there with like other folks so I just ventured around and I'm gonna say this I'm an advocate of like going to places by yourself you really get to like learn more about yourself but not only that like you get to do things that you want to do even when you go into like the auto show I got to go check out cars rather than having to like stumble around and like walk around with other folks and do what they wanted to do so like yes it's being a little selfish but you get to like meet new people and actually like start conversations i'll personally say this i don't like to go to places by myself but after experiencing that i'm going to places by myself because honestly i don't know it makes you look more approachable because the amount of people i spoke to that day i can't even say how many people i spoke to that day 
and literally the day I went was the same day I was supposed to record this podcast. I was like, bro, y'all are going to have to wait because <laughs> the amount of people I spoke to drained my fucking energy. I was tired, but either way I had fun. It was nice to see like the new cars coming out and just like the opportunity to like sit in some of these vehicles and like these new electric cars, which it's all about electric cars now, but we'll see what happens in the future when it comes to that. But let's get on to these topics because we have a lot of things to talk about and do we have the time for it? We never know, but this is going to be mainly a music focused episode just because there's a lot of shit that's been going on in the music industry. We have to talk about the whole, um, Tory Lanez versus the people part two. We have to talk about I Spice and Nicki Minaj, AKA the fucking collaboration I always fucking wanted. And then we also have to talk about Chloe and Beyonce because a lot of people aren't giving Beyonce heat for Chloe flopping allegedly. And then we also got to talk about DVDG's bum ass. And we got to talk about Coachella. Okay, let's start with Coachella because that's going to be the quickest one. Um, Coachella's done. Sorry, I, we're not checking for Coachella. Black people, Coachella was never for us. Let's be real. We are not the target audience for Coachella. I have to say it. That's why every single time when I look up the lineup, I'm like, wow, this is very disappointing. It took them all those fucking years to have Beyonce to be the first black woman to headline for fucking Coachella. And then now we have Frank Ocean headlining, which a lot of people that I know that went to this Coachella was actually very disappointed with the Frank Ocean um lineup, which we'll discuss that another time. But a lot of people were disappointed. They were excited to see him perform and the whole anticipation of it. But it was just a mess. This whole Coachella this year was just a mess nobody cared for it bad bunny was doing the antics calling out harry styles personally for me i'm be honest bad bunny harry styles still has that crazy ass fan base i know the bad bunny fans they a little crazy but those like harry style fans dude i have a professor from college who talks shit about freaking harry styles back when he was in one direction they're still sending her ass death threats and we're in fucking 2023 so that's a problem but even when it comes to like the outfits just what is this some of you guys were walking around with like these Mugler inspired outfits not making any sense you guys not realize it's fucking hot you're in the middle of the fucking desert you not got a fan why the fuck are you walking around with fucking um steel made shirts with your titties sweating and then you got freaking booty shorts on looking like you haven't washed your ass in days because we could see you know what let me not even try to throw shade at people but what i'm gonna say is i hope y'all took y'all showers when you guys were out there because some of y'all did look stink at coachella i'm gonna say what i said and that's it the party's interesting i feel like it has lost its flair especially once people started getting exposed for getting paid to go to coachella and once like the whole influencer gate started happening and it just isn't as it is today like i'm happy there are artists who are performing at coachella like glorilla seeing lotto perform even without her coming out with a new diss track and now it's gonna like open the door for us to hear more diss rap, um raps from like other female artists so yes happy for that but also seeing how like um international artists are getting their time to like shine to like i was so happy to see like uncle waffles who is like an ama piano artist be able to like perform at Coachella and seeing how like I'm a piano and other genres are getting the opportunity to perform at Coachella which is like okay y'all are getting some taste in music but still it's it's just not it I don't know what to say about it and also to the amount of cultural appropriation because I still see y'all wearing like bendies and certain cultural head head marks and head wraps from other cultures and y'all don't know shit about those cultures but whatever but either way Coachella's dry I really think once Beyonce performed I don't remember who headlined after that maybe that's just me because I'm a Beyonce stamp but still Coachella isn't it but it is definitely an opportunity for like brand new upcoming artists to like put their music out there which is the point of festivals is for you to go 
and listen to different types of music or go support your faves. But still, it's interesting to see how people are transitioning with style. I'll say this, some of like the fashion stylists that I followed who have been going to Coachella since 2015, I'll say this, their style has improved so much. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. But then some of y'all are just pulling up, acting like it's the fucking Met Gala. Bitch is fucking hot and the food is overpriced. I have a friend who went to Coachella and she loved it. But still, honestly, I'm not going to Coachella unless I am getting paid to go or you see me interviewing these artists. So once you guys see me there and I'm doing that, just know it's because I'm there because I'm getting paid. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to more mess. Let's talk about Tory Lanez versus the people or also known as the people versus Daystar Peterson part two. So now we are back in this damn case between Tory Lanez and trying to see if he is going to be freed or try to prove that he did not do anything about it. Honestly, I don't know what they're going to do because Tory Lanez got new lawyers now. Um, there's so much drama, not only within like this court case, but even with the media and how like YouTubers, specifically black YouTubers are definitely mad that like Megan Cuniff, who is a writer, I forgot who she writes for. I think she writes for the um, Los Angeles Times. I don't know, but I have her email. Just want to say this, when you work in PR marketing, you can get like so many journalists emails. So yes, I have her email, but she has definitely been in the forefront when it comes to like reporting every single thing going on within that story, that case, and also get providing the public with updates. So there's like a term that people call her called Megan the Reporter. So I'm guessing she had a little situation with Armand Wiggins. And you gotta realize why people, when they be trying to throw shade or like when they be trying to do some shit, they always try to make it like all snarky. So Armand had on a suit with some Gucci shoes and she posted this thing. I guess she liked his shoes. So she posted like this um, tweet saying, wow, we have a fashion show at court. But I'm thinking to myself is, ma'am, just because you like the shoes and you posted that, it's going to sound snarky depending on who's reading it. Especially if the person who's in the image might read it as, damn, are you trying to throw shade at me? Because especially too, as black people, we know for sure when we're going to situations like court, we're going to church, we're going to anything where we have to dress formal or look a certain way, we're going to show out regardless what it is. We're going to the New York Auto Show, bitch. I went and showed out. We're going to a freaking, I don't know, Afrotech or convention. We're going to show out because guess what? There's already an image shown against us that if we don't look a certain way, then it's an issue. If we come as ourselves, it's an issue. So Armand pulled up with a suit from Fashion Nova, though. Um, uh, You know what? I'm going to give you a pass for that because you have a Fashion Nova sponsorship, Armand. But no, yeah, but still. He came in dressed ready for court. That's simply what it is. And a lot of people took it a certain way. And then people pulled up her tweets and was like, okay, the thing is, whenever y'all are trying to like defend yourselves, please make sure you hide your likes, you like the tweets that you liked. I don't know if you can do that. I don't be using Twitter like that. But if you do, please hide what you like on Twitter because that will expose you. And that's what happened with Megan. So now everyone's going on like a freaking tirade trying to find out is Megan being petty. And then you have another YouTuber called Nick at Night who has been working closely with Megan. She has her own platform and Megan has always shared her like sub stack and everything like that. They have each other's numbers. And she goes on saying that she doesn't know anything's going on between Megan and Armand. We'll see what happens. Megan put out a statement saying she was not trying to be rude, not trying to be this and that. And I'm just thinking to myself is, so 
we're just going to care about what's going on with the reporters, but not think about what's going on with this case because they still do not like Tori's team still does not have any like valid case to like say that he did not shoot this girl. And I'm going to say this, this is all alleged when it comes to like the whole um situation. If he's seen as not guilty, he's seen as not guilty. If he's seen as guilty, nigga, you did it. In my opinion, this is my opinion. I think Tory Lanez did it. Just the track record and everything. And if you don't like my opinion, bitch, you can click out. But also too, I think thinking about like the media being involved, like a lot of these reporters are now have like relationships with his family. You can actually like watch videos on people's YouTube channels about like how they met Tory Lanez's parents and then how his I'm not gonna say baby mama, but the mother, his child is also at the court hearing, which she like tried to hide her face and run away. But I'm thinking to myself is ma'am, I understand you're trying to um support the father of your child, but still, if you did not want people to put your face on the internet or anything like that, you shouldn't have pulled up. And then also you're saying you want it for the safety of your child, but why the hell did the father of your child bring your child to every single court hearing and that child's face is all over the internet because paparazzi and you're trying to say you want some privacy. This don't make no fucking sense. But we'll see what happens. They're saying that Tory Lanez got better lawyers this time. We'll see what happens. Either way, they're saying that he did put on some weight. And he's just trying to keep his, remain his peace. And he looks fucking stressed out. Either way, it just seems like his team is trying so hard to come with a story. They keep bringing up Rock Nation and all those other things. But we'll see what happens when it comes to updates. And then also, too, there are, like, rumors about, like, reporters getting kicked out of the courtroom. It's just a freaking mess. That's all I'm going to say when it comes to updates regarding the people versus Daystar Peterson. I'll come back with more information once we get some more info. But as of now, I know today is Monday, April 17th. They're actually having a hearing today. So next week, I'll come back just to like give y'all the lowdown of what's going on with that. Okay, let's get on to the next topic. The lovely, lovely, lovely collaboration between Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj, aka the Princess Diana remix. I am here for it. Yes, I'm a Barb. And yes, you know what? I'm an Ice Spice stand now. I am. Although Isis Gaston, well, her name is Isis Nigel Gaston, but Ice Spice. I ain't like how you said girls are copying your flow. I ain't like that part because, ma'am, I could name so many people who had that flow before you. It's just popularized a little bit now because of you. But I do notice that we are now kind of like leaving like the city girls era and we're going into like the more pretty girl rap era. And this is what I'm going to keep saying because I said this a couple episodes ago. Sweetie, sweetie, this was supposed to be your time, sweetie. Sweetie, you were supposed to be the pioneer for this. You were supposed to be the face for this, but Ice Spice is not the face for this. And it is what it is. But Ice Spice has collabed with Nicki Minaj. They came out with the Princess Diana remix. I'm here for it. Nicki was doing what she had to do. I feel like the flow definitely went together. The music video is all cute. Definitely sexy, you know. A lot of product placement, which is needed because partnerships and touring is how artists make money. Just going into it too, um, Ice Spice is actually going to be partnering with Nicki Minaj's label, which I'm all for partnerships rather than just like signing with a label. But then I had to like do some digging. Ice Spice is signed to like three labels, you guys. She signed like three labels. So the fact that y'all are complaining saying she's all over the place she's doing photo shoots she's doing this she's doing partnerships she needs to do that to make her money because let's be real she signed to universal she signed to 
1010 Records. I could be incorrect about the pronunciation of like the whole name, but it's 10 Records. And that is owned by Elliot Gringe, who is the son of like the head of the music industry, which is Lucian Gringe. So they're taken out of her pockets. And let's not forget too is um, Elliot Gringe is also married to Sophia Ritchie, who is the daughter of Lionel Ritchie. Elliot also signed Trippy Red and Takashi 69. Yes, if y'all didn't know that. So Elliot is the type of dude, he gonna jump on it real quick. So a lot of the people you see out here, they're over the place. They're most likely signed to Elliot. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Elliot making money. I ain't even mad at you. you. You saw the profits and you took it. So I'm not even mad. But then also too is Ice Spice is signed to Dolo Records. And she's also signed to Capitol Records, which is a division under Universal. So if you really think about it, she is a Universal Music Group artist, but she's also signed to like their many subsectors. So Capitol, and then I said 1010 um, Records, but it's actually 10K Projects. So 10K Projects, which is owned by Elliot Grinch, which is like more of an independent label. So even though she signed to them, I don't necessarily know if one of them is like a management deal, if one of them is like her main label, if another one is more of like her distribution, kind of like with Megan Thee Stallion and her used to being signed to like 1501 and then her having Rock Nation as her management. But I'll definitely do some more digging the next time we have to talk about Ice Spice. But still, there's a lot of hands getting pulled out of those pockets. So I'm not even mad when she pops up on my TV screen or she's all over the place because it's like now, yes, you get your streams. But really, where artists are making their money is at festivals, is doing tours and is like doing like partnerships with brands like, I don't know, Coach and freaking um, Mischief and shit like that. So it makes sense that she's all over the place and she has like bows who's bose the freaking headphone company that's in her music video and then she also had an alcohol i think it was patron patron in the video and then like other like product placements because those are helping you pay your pockets either way we'll see what happens with that but i'm happy that nikki is popping out again i think one thing y'all could say which i want y'all like to call drake and nikki old but one thing about them they jump on with the new folks and that's how they keep building a younger audience because now we're at the point where if you cannot attract to like Generation Z, but soon Generation Alpha, good luck making a fan base because a lot of people y'all calling old still got fans. And that's the main important aspect to it is when you're building a fan base, you always have to try to find a way to attract the new fan base. So if you hear, hear like a new sound or you see somebody new coming in, try to bring them under your wing. Not too much, but not too close. And I know a lot of people are like freaking out because now that Ice Spice is partnering with Nicki, when you are doing a partnership with a label, that's totally different than like being signed to label. So you still get some sort of freedom. And then also too, we don't necessarily know what is in between the lines of that contract for that partnership. Maybe that is something for them to like get the opportunity to be on like amp radio because Nicki took Queen Radio from Apple and brought it to Amp, which is owned by Amazon. So maybe that'll be an opportunity for iSpice to have her own radio show. Maybe it's going to be something for iSpice to have her own, I don't know, Mix Moscato because Nicki um, is an investor in Mix Moscato. Maybe iSpice will be on Maxim because Nicki is the creative director of Maxim Magazine. Never know, but we'll see what happens. But either way, I think this um, collaboration was definitely needed for New York. I don't know about the rest of y'all. You guys know I have New York bias and Memphis bias, and I'm here for it. We'll see what happens. I want to see how the girls are going to be arguing about this because now it's like, okay, we had Cardi and Meg. We have Ice Spice and Nikki. 
who's gonna collaborate next oh let's not forget doja cat and sizza and then we're also hearing about how sizza and doja cat's song i didn't really is it kiss me more i think it's kiss me more i didn't listen to that song like that but it's going head in head with princess diana the remix i'm personally rooting for princess diana i'm not gonna lie it's been in my head for the fucking past week and i'm excited about it we'll see what happens definitely know the numbers are gonna be high definitely higher than chloe bailey no shade because you know what we're gonna go on to the next topic let's talk about chloe bailey and her album i don't want to say it's flopping just the trajectory of the album should have been higher than what we expected especially with the fact that she was all over the place she did all these media runs also with her social media presence we were expecting with all the effort she's been putting in there would be more streams and a lot of people are trying to blame Beyonce for Chloe flopping because they're saying that Beyonce should have promoted the song I'm gonna say this in the end of it it's sad that I have to say this as a Beyonce stand Beyonce is going to get blamed for the like this flop of Chloe's album mainly because Beyonce is the face of Parkwood Entertainment she's the face of it she's the main star you are Beyonce. You are the basically the HBIC of the music industry, specifically when it comes to like all sectors, mainly R&B, pop, and even like, you could say hip hop a little bit. Beyonce be spitting bars. You know, yeah, she be spitting bars. Her husband's one of the biggest rappers in the world, so she be spitting bars too. But still, you're the face of the industry. You are the face of Parkwood Entertainment. We have seen you do amazing things. So we're expecting the talent that you bring on to your label because we know you are very particular when it comes to like the people you work with we're expecting the work to be amazing we're expecting for the marketing and even when it comes to like the pr to be ecstatic because we know how it is for you but i think the thing is a lot of people need to forget is that beyonce is her own person and chloe and hallie and whoever signed with beyonce are their own people too beyonce is gonna let them live their lives and do what they need to do obviously because beyonce got kids she wants her kids to be free and do what they want to do she's let her artists be free to do what they want to do what they think is best for them i wouldn't be surprised when it comes to like the chris brown situation she probably had a talk with them being like oh well be careful with this because this might be the downfall so we can't necessarily blame it on beyonce but beyonce will get the blame only because she's the face of parkwood and everybody knows about chloe and hallie because that is beyonce's mentees you know what i mean i know i'm like so like mind fucked right now just because i'm thinking to myself is when it comes to just the whole rollout for chloe bailey and i'm gonna keep saying i'm not gonna say too much though because if one of her team fucking hears this i want a consultation fee pay me give me a job ivy park give me a job parkwood but um i think there just needs to be a little tweak and i think there still needs to be some artist development when it comes to chloe she's good at giving interviews but i feel like she really needs to have like a writing camp i'm not gonna say the writing's bad but there needs to be like a sit down camp with her and her team her and her marketing team her and her pr team how does she want to market herself how does she want to be seen within the public you can still be seen as sexy and still keep it a certain way and still keep that mystique but also too she can't get away with that mystique because we are in the era where we want to know everything a celebrity's doing we want to know your whole freaking business we want to see everything but also too we want to see the authenticity come out of you and i have to say this in the past few episodes when it comes to chloe and hallie i think it's because a lot of people grew up seeing them on like radio disney watching them on youtube they still can't fathom the fact that they are grown women and they're doing their thing and i think it's just we're at the phase where people are slowly but surely getting to the point where 
realizing, okay, these are grown women. They probably be fucking, they probably be smoking and shit like that, allegedly. So it's like, open your eyes and realize they're not little girls anymore. They're grown women. And even when it came like songs like Cheat Back, this is the thing, Cheat Back, a toxic ass song. But when it comes to like the beat, I, I fucks with the instrumental. If the lyrics were different, I would listen to it. If Future wasn't in it, I would listen to it. I'm not, I have nothing against Future. I think he's perfect for that song. But if the topics were a little bit different, I can understand that. Because also, I said in the last episode, a lot of people don't believe some of the things she's sing, singing about that she's experiencing it. And it's like, y'all seen what she was doing on the freaking Swarm video? It seemed like she's very experienced. But just, I think there needs to be more authenticity rather than like, I don't know how to say it without being like sounding like it seems a little bit fakeish. Like I get it because Beyonce is your mentor. You're going to have some of the mannerisms, but coming up with their own mannerisms and she can sing, she can write, she can produce. I think this is just the first, like first album scaries. We'll see what happens with the second album. But my theory is like I've said before, and I've had plenty of conversations with this with some people in the industry. I really think Chloe and Hallie are trying to like get as much albums out of their hands because like I said a few episodes ago, they have a $1 million deal with Parkwood Entertainment for six albums. That's around like what, 60 to 61 songs. So I'd be pushing out as many songs as I can so I can renegotiate a deal and get a better deal and see what we can do about this. So we'll see what happens. I don't think Beyonce should be blamed for her album flopping. It just means that there needs to be a SWOT analysis and truly finding out what is the issue when it comes to her rollout and what are we going to do to improve and we can get higher numbers. If it's not about streaming, how are we going to get sales? What are we going to do? And also y'all trying to clown um, Chloe because she has $2 tour tickets. Hey, it is what it is. I'll say this. You cannot depend on Twitter and social media as your man fame base. You have to start going to do freaking radio shows and shit like that. They need to start having her go on the breakfast club more. Go on these small radio stations as well. Don't sleep on the small radio stations because I notice a lot of y'all, y'all like to go on the play platforms. Y'all like to go on the breakfast club, Ebro in the morning, but don't realize even like, even I'll say like the radio show in Chicago, y'all like to go to these big platforms, but don't realize even like the random radio stations in like South Carolina or like somewhere in Philly actually has a pull to bring people in. So stop sleeping on these small radio stations and these small platforms. I'd even say, Chloe, go interview with some YouTubers. Interview with Armand Wiggins. Go interview with that one um, YouTuber who like meets all the celebrities and they like sing songs and do vocal lessons like that. Go on those shows because that's truly what's going to bring people to listen to your stuff. That's all I could say when it comes to that. Like I said, Parkwood Entertainment... Give me a job if y'all really want to know. I'm going to tell y'all everything. And Normani, where is this album? Where is this album, Normani? Because you know what? You, let's let's just go on a rant for a second. Normani, we have been waiting for the past, fuck, it feels like it's been four years, maybe five years since we haven't heard a song. Waves is still my shit. Motivation is still my shit. Um, Can we get some music, please? Can we get an album? I'm happy you're doing the thing with Fabletics. But you are signed to RCA Records. I need you to do something before you get shelved. Please, Normani, do something about it. I need some new music. Please. I need some new music by 2024. And that's what I got to say when it comes to Chloe and my mini rant about Normani. And one last thing, because I did bring up Chloe and I did promise I was going to bring up this topic. The fact that DDG really went on like YouTube live and was like shitting on Chloe for flopping. That's very trash. And Hallie, 
I'm sorry, you need to be breaking up with that nigga. That man is freaking throwing shit at your sister. That is a man you lay with and he's talking shit about your sister not doing good with his mu- or her music. But it's like DDG, nobody knows about you other than folks on the internet um, and whoever went to Thailand for Rolling Loud, which we're going to talk about that too. Um, let's be real. Are people really checking for DDG's music? I'm checking for Ruby Rose's music more than I'm checking for DDG's music. Just being honest. Way much better bars, way much better beats. But you know what, what it is? It is what it is. If that's what Hadley thinks it's worth for her, let her enjoy her life. But all I'm going to say is when I keep looking at her, I keep pulling on these tarot cards. I keep seeing pregnancy and that's all alleged. But I need her to be careful. Wear a glove. I'm sorry. You do not need to be tied down to DDG. If that is how he's acting alike, imagine once you have a baby with him. Please, ma'am, highly protect your womb. Highly protect your womb. And I'm going to say this too. Ladies, protect your womb. Men, protect yourselves too. Because I know sometimes we're telling women to protect themselves, but also, fellas, y'all need to protect yourselves too. Okay. Now, let's get on to the next topic. Um, I did not know that Rolling Loud was performing in Thailand. I don't know if thailand had like a big presence when it came to hip-hop and r&b but you know what a lot of artists went to perform at thailand and i'm not gonna lie rolling loud thailand looked way much more fun than coachella that's what i have to say that's all i have to say coachella y'all need to freaking get somebody from the rolling loud marketing team or creative team to like help you guys remarket this shit because yes there's hype behind it but it's just not what it is and i know i just went all the way back to coachella that, that topic just to bring that up with thailand but either way it's definitely going to be interesting to ta- um see how rolling loud expands itself as like a festival and everything and see what other countries or cities that end up popping up in and you know what i'm not going to stop this right here i just want to say this one thing um with the amount of like gun violence going on in the united states the shooting at that sweet 16 and then the young boy who just got shot for knocking on the wrong door bro this shit is too tiring like i am tired of this shit bro like can we do something can we do something these gun laws we need to do something about this shit because this is not like good at all to the point where people don't even want to hold sweet 16s people don't want to go to the mall people don't even want to like go to people's homes because you just never know what the hell's going to happen and for the old man because they just finally um exposed that the old white man he's like in his 80s who like shot the young boy who was like going to pick up his siblings and just knocked at the wrong door motherfucker lock your ass up that's all I gotta say when it comes to that and then also I just wanted to give an update about the whole Shanquella Robinson situation so they are not going to be proceeding to like lock up the folks who murdered her and I'm gonna say this the streets gonna get them the streets are gonna get them the streets are gonna get them that's all I have to say justice for Shanquella and then justice for Lauren Fields justice for a lot of people that's all I could say in the end I'm gonna tell you in the end live your life and protect yourself follow your intuitions follow your gut because that's just naturally how it is life comes with many situations and you just gotta trust your gut and then just know that you gotta live it to the fullest i know that sounds so corny but i just want to tell you guys that okay let's get on to the message of the week because i feel like this message is very important i don't know about you guys but Am I the only person who starts freaking out when something I manifest finally pops in my face? Like, I'm excited it's there, but then I start doubting myself. I'm like, is this real? Am I being played? Is this a lesson? Am I getting tricks played on me? Um, How do I move about this? I don't want to self-sabotage myself, but then I'm like so amazed that I really manifested this and I really like 
brought it into fruition like i'm sometimes i'm so amazed by that but either way i'm going to tell you guys this when you manifest something and it pops in your face and it finally like shows up just take it don't doubt it don't think it's a lesson you ask for it go take it because guess what it's going to take you to the next journey of your life and that's what you need to do because that's the only way we're moving up we're not going down okay well i'm proud of you guys um thank you so much for listening to this episode of the let me taste the podcast it is Wista. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Spotify. Wherever you found this podcast is where you got to follow this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at It's Wista, I-T-S-W-I-S-T-A. You can follow this podcast on TikTok at Let Me Tell You Some Pod. Um, I am definitely am going to be going through a rebrand. So you know what? We might not even be called the Let Me Tell You Some Podcast anymore because there's so many Let Me Tell You Some Podcasts to the point where I'm just like, bro, I've been around since 2016, but it seems like everybody likes the name. So I might be switching it up. We might be calling ourselves the Wista Show. Or, you, that sounds good. The Wista Show. We'll see what happens, but let's just manifest that and see what happens with that. So excited. Definitely going to be doing some more video content. I do have some video content coming out for you guys just give me some time so i can get that all situated together it's gonna be interviews with some of like the folks i know within the industry so like producers who have worked with sir producers who have worked with doja cat producers who have worked with um what's his name producers who worked with brent fires and stuff like that just bringing more creatives within the entertainment business but i'm also going to be bringing in folks from like other industries just so we can discuss and talk about like careers where they might be glamorized but you find out about like some of the other things that happens within those careers because every career is glamorized but once you're in it you really learn about the shit so we're also gonna be talking about pr marketing even for like doctors and nurses and just various industries but we'll get close to that later within the year but just want to let you guys know that be on the lookout for that and if you have any questions, send me an email at lemmetoysinthe.gmail.com. Um, a girl did send me an email regarding her relationship. Ma'am, I did not ignore your email. I'm going to be answering your question next episode because I really got to think about it because you telling me you knocked up and the nigga don't want the baby. And girl, I'm going to tell you this right now, sis, I'm going to answer your question next week because I don't think you are even a couple weeks where the abortion cutoff is at so let me think about it and reread your story and i'm gonna give you what i think but at the end of it you gonna do what works best for you honey bye everyone